0: Okay, we're up to Daf Ayin Gimel Ahmed Aleph. Three lines into the page, um, we had a kasha yesterday that I don't think we answered. The kasha was: Does a husband have to hear? Does a husband have to hear the shvua uh, in order to annulify it? To annul it? I don't think we, we answered it. It was a shaila. We went back and forth. I don't I don't think we answered it. So Rabbi Rabbi Chama adds to the kasha. We had a kasha again. Does the husband have to hear? Here's the kasha. Let's assume that he doesn't have to hear. Right, let's assume that he doesn't have to hear. What if he's deaf? He can't hear. Is it, is it worse because he can't hear? about that she made Well yeah, whatever so it means to person, hear. A Deaf person can learn. That no, but let's assume like, that you actually have to hear of a Shama- isha, right? Let's assume yeah. that the passage says, so we had yesterday a possibility that you have to actually hear the net. The question is, Can a husband who's deaf nullify his wife's vows? Meaning, what's the shayla? If you want to say, yet let's assume, again, we had a shayla yes, so we didn't answer. Let's assume that a husband does not have to hear the wife's vows. He'll say, okay. But now, let's assume that that's true. What would the halacha be regarding a deaf husband? Meaning, mishum d'var mishmuhu, aval cheresh delav hainu durav Perhaps the fact that the husband can't hear is worse. There's a concept from Rav Zeirah. Rav Zaira says, we've had this many times through Shas. D'am Rav Zeirah. Rav Zaira says, kol bila bila, bay, bila bila bay. This has to do with, um, the halacha is that when you bring us a, a mincha, so there's a certain uh, measurement, right? They would bring flour, and they would put oil. The halacha is that you pour the oil on top. Now, you're supposed to mix it in l'chachila, if you didn't mix it in, it's kosher, but... There's a measurement amount. If you bring too much flour, you have to separate it into two kalem. Why? Because, says because Because it's not going to be mixed in properly. If it's too much flour, unless you separate so to get the ratio right, I think it's 60 isarum to one, uh, one loaf of oil. But the point is, whatever the ratio is, if it's too much flour, you got to put it into a different pot to make sure that it mixes properly. Here's the kasha. I don't have to mix it. So what does it matter? The answer is, yeah, but you could mix it. Uh, you don't have to mix it but it has to be mixable. If you bring so much flour that it's not mixable, that's a problem. What do you see from Azera? You see from Azera that sometimes, even if you don't do something, but the very fact that you could makes it not as bad as not being able to. So when it comes to a husband, let's go to our discussion. Let's assume that a husband doesn't have to hear his wife's vows halachically, but at least he could. As opposed to a husband who's a cheirish, a husband who's deaf, who can't hear, perhaps not being able to hear, is worse than not hearing. Because at least, at least a, a normal husband could hear. So when the Torah says v'shama isha, it means that a husband has to be able to hear, which would exclude a cherish. So that would be the possibility that a cherish is excluded because he can't hear. Meaning even if a husband normally doesn't have to hear, but at least he could. A cherish can't. And any time you can't do something, it's worse than having the option and not doing it. So that, so that would be the possibility that a cherish cannot hear. Oydilma, or perhaps Vishama isha l'me'akim. Or perhaps we learn that from yesterday, so again, that the hearing doesn't matter. Meaning, do you learn, walk, let's assume that a, a husband doesn't have to hear. Is it that the hearing doesn't matter, but halal, and therefore a deaf person could also be, uh, be made for his wife's in the nadar? Or no, it's not that the hearing doesn't matter, it's that we don't really mind, but at least you can. That's the kasha. Could a, a deaf husband be made for his wife's in the Dharm So the Gemara says, Tashima. Um, Isha the B'raisa clearly states that the wife of a is excluded because he can't hear. Sh'ma amina, you see that even if you hold it, you don't have to hear, but at least you can. If you can't hear, you're excluded from the parsha. It's the Torah's way of excluding the wife of a The wife of a is not b'chalal parasha safar asadar. So he cannot do it. Correct. is so it's because Shemar Yisrael is not hear; it's understand. It's machlegas tanoim, Right? Isn't there machlegas of whether whether it's Yaitzah, I think it has to do with, right, so I think it has to do with that child. Of that. Oh, so you're saying, you're saying that according to the Rabbonah that Veshama means, Shema means understand you don't have to hear Shema, then why Veshama do you have to hear? It's a good question. I don't know, it's a good child. Unless V'shama is different than Shema, where the whole context over there is to understand over here, it's the, the husband has to hear. and it's a good child. So she wrote it down. Well, that, that would be the point. Wrote it out. That would be the point. Well, That would be the point he would still be excluded, even though he's aware yeah, of it, right. correct? He, even, even if. Correct. Saying, up until this, so you've understood. That, that it just has to be. Like, he hears his wife made a nether, like, right. not literally here, but like he understands correct. his wife yeah. made a nether, someone told him, someone wrote it, someone sent him a letter. Correct. Like, now we're saying that, no, you actually have to hear it. Yeah. The Gemara says, okay, another kasha. <inaudible> Can a husband be made for two wives in the Dharma at the same time? He has two wives, both made another. Why, can he say at the same time, I'm made for both? I'm made for <clears throat> both. Or does he have to verbalize each one? What's the shayla based on? Why can't he be made for both? What's the big deal? Because it says, Vishama O'Sa. O'Sa is singular. O'Sa, Dafka. So O'Sa means one. You can only be made for one wife. I love dafka, or no? I is loved one wife. It's just the Torah picking a more common application, but it could really be two wives. That's the Shila. is I saw one or is I saw two? Uh, I saw one dafka, or it's not just a common a common application. So the Gemara says, Tashima, ein mashkin shtei Saitas kaachas. The halach is that you're, if you have two co-wives that were both saites, we don't have them both drink at the same time. Why? The Tanakhama says very simply the reason why is very practical the whole purpose of the site is we want her to be able to to admit she has to be comfortable she's got a co-wife there she's gonna feel proud and she's gonna she's gonna be like oh, i didn't do it she's not gonna admit to doing anything and then she's gonna drink the water so we practically don't have two drinking at the same two co-wives drink at the same time because it's gonna it's gonna lead to problems that's the town of common of this says no that's not the reason rather the reason why you don't have two co-wives drink at the same time singular. <speaking language> So you see that the the Yehuda termina- defines the word osa as literal one as opposed to two. Therefore, by osa, by nedarif, you'd only be able to mayfar one nether and not one wife and not two wives at the same time. Go to the next page. We had this yesterday, uh, two days ago. We had this uh, three days ago. By okay. if you have a girl over twelve and a half. half shasa yud be'z So... So the halacha was that you had a girl that got engaged. So we know that during the engagement, the one who's made for the nadarim is a combination of the father and the husband. The question is, what if the wedding was postponed? So again, the average girl, that's a basula, we give her 12 months. Every other girl, 12 and a half and up, or an almana, we give her 30 days. So they got engaged, 30 days passed, and she's an almana, or, or 12 months passed, and she's a regular girl, and the wedding was postponed. So the halacha is during that time period... The husband has to support her financially the question is can he now be made for the Nidarim exclusively on his own do we say that because he is in sole support of her financially he's allowed to be made for her nadarim or no the two independent concepts there's support and then there's nedarim. So the Mishnah says, "Rav Loza says, because the husband has to financially support her, he is also uh, he has the rights to be made for her nedarim, because he's her husband in all areas. Meaning, he becomes her husband. Not obviously not regarding you know the, the living together, they still need to assume. But for, for all intents and purposes, for financial purposes and for nedarim purposes, they're married. I'm to say no. You're not married. You're not married until you're married." So you have a machlokis in our Mishnah of whether after 12 months and there was a postponement, can the husband, can the orus, can the engaged fiance be made for the Nadarim exclusively? You, says yes. I'm say no. so the Gemara wants to say this L'chorah, this machlokis, I'll just tell you the flow of the Gemara, it'll take two minutes. The rest of the daf is this machlokis of whether the husband after 12 months and a postponement can be made for the Nadaram exclusively, the Gemara wants to say is a similar shayla of if let's say he's a Kayan, can she now eat truma? So we were under the assumption first daf in yes, after 12 months and there's a postponement, he's financially responsible for her and she can now eat, eat truma. if Meaning, so once if you say that she could eat truma then that means they're married, then he could probably meifir nadarim. However, we're going to see that Gemara and Ksubis said that that was the original Mishnah, but there was a later Mishnah, Mishnah Achrona said, no, 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 no 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 truma until you're married that would be the rabbanan shita no Mefar nadarim until you're married so the in her dad's house. Exactly. Well, that was, that was a exactly. One. Well, that was. But there was two reasons of why an Aras doesn't do it. One is, uh, but one is because we're afraid that the, it'll be uh, annulled. Um, it'll be broken. It'll look like an annulment. But but yeah. But the, but the point is, the Gemara at first thinks this machlokas of whether she could eat truma when there's a post moment is going to be the same as the machlokas of whether they can be a father And the Gemara will say maybe they're not related. Okay, so that's so, that. So, so, so. Amr Rabbah, Rav, Lozar, Rav Lozar who holds that after twelve months and there's a post moment, the husband can be Mefa the nedarim exclusively, is Mishnah Rishona Amru Davar It's following the same thing as the Mishnah Rishona, which is that she could now eat truma. We're assuming that they're they're in lockstep. If Rav Lozar holds that he could be made for the nadarim, then they're fully married he probably would also agree that they could be truma. And the Rabbonin who feel that they can't be made for the would probably say that they can't eat truma. the Gemara is going to equate it to. What are the Rabbonin? She said, the Mishnah says in the beginning of Ksuvus, when they got engaged it was customary to give her 12 months to get herself ready for the marriage. After 12 months, if there's a postponement, then she now eats from his food, meaning he financially supports her. And if he's a kayan, she can now eat truma. Now, just finish up the braisa. A yavam doesn't, meaning when a woman is falling for yivam, although during the time where she's waiting for yivam, she's engaged, so to speak, she cannot eat truma. It doesn't matter how long she's been sitting by the yom, she could sit by the yom for two years. There's no, like, it's not, although it, conceptually during the engaged the Arus period and the Yavama waiting for yom period are equatable, but not regarding Truma, and the Bryce speaks it out. sashish Let's say the husband died, uh, uh, you know, the first of, of Tishrei, and then six months later, no, the, the husband got engaged, the first of Tishrei. So, 12 months later is when she could start eating truma. Six months into the engagement, he dies. Then she's six months waiting to do yibam. Doesn't combine. More than that. Let's say she was engaged for 11 months and 27 days. And then the husband dies and she's two days by the yibam. Doesn't combine. Or the opposite. One day engaged and then 12 months by the yibam it doesn't eat truma by the way, the, the, the Rashi brings down from Taisviz, no, bring that from taisviz. he brings down sheeta which is attributed to Taisviz later on that Rashi brings down the implication is though, that if she was 12 months by the husband, and then she was already in truma, and then the husband died she could continue eating truma by the Yavam, which is a debate in the Rishon. fine, the point is the, the first Mishnah says that if there's a postponement, she eats truma and Yavam not, fine, but she eats truma by a postponed engagement Says the Gemara, Zumishna that was the first Mishnah. But the later Mishnah said, There's no eating truma until you get married. So therefore, the Gemara is assuming that our machlokis of whether, when there's a postponement, could the husband be Mayfar exclusively, is the same machlokis of whether she could eat truma. If you hold that she could be Mayfar, then you probably hold she could eat Shuma. If you hold that he can't be mefar because they're not fully married, you probably hold that they can not eat truma. And our Mishnah and that, Machlokas, are the same. The Gemara says no. Amr le'abaya, dil'malohi. Abaya says they're not equatable. Ad lo'ikash elamecha bat Shuma de Rabonon. First of all, maybe over there, says Abaya, when it says that after 12 months she could eat Shuma, maybe it's referring to Rabbinic truma. Who said that it's talking about biblical truma? Maybe it's rabbinic truma, meaning maybe it's either truma bezmanazeh or truma the times of Mara in pots that were not perforated. <laughs> meaning, who said that it's biblical truma? Meaning, maybe for rabbinic halachas we say they're married, but for hataras nadarim, which is a biblical concept, maybe not. And the opposite. Maybe Ravalaz or Shita is that the husband can be made for the Nidharm, not because they're actually married. Right, we're assuming. Why is it that the husband can be made for the Nidharim, the auras can be made for the Dharma after 12 months? You say, because they're fully married. Then probably he could eat Truma. Maybe not. Maybe it's not that they're fully married in Halacha. Maybe they're still engaged. So you're going to say, so why could she be made for the Nadarm exclusively? So this is interesting. It's Rav Pinchas He says, Rav Pinchas, uh, Pinchas Meshmedirava says, what's the rationale that a husband could be made for the Nadarm? I mean, it's a biblical concept, but if you had to give like a time of the crow, like a reason for the Torah. The reason is because when a woman makes the nether she knows that the husband has rights to knowledge. She knows that it's going to affect him. And she's sort of like like, builds in as a caveat, if he doesn't want to, like, it's sort of like a tenai. Meaning, when you read, Sam, when you learn this Gemara, before this Gemara, you'd say, a husband has the rights to nullify, I'm not sure why, and therefore, after 12 months, if she's postponed, and the husband has the right to do it, that means he's fully married. So that's not the reason at all. Maybe they're not fully married. And maybe she can't eat Shuma at all. So why could the RS do it after 12 months? Why could he nullify the vow? Because the reason why a husband can nullify the vow is because when a woman makes the nether, she knows these things are going to affect him. And therefore, she's sort of like making a stipulation. This nether only takes effect if he's cool with it. So when they're engaged... She doesn't rely on the husband entirely because she knows she's sort of in between two houses. She's got her dad and she's got her husband to answer to. After 12 months and there's a postponement, because the husband is financially taking care of her, practically she just thinks of him as the only one that matters. But now that they're actually married halakhically, meaning nothing changed. Nedarim is all on a mindset. Because it's a mindset, after 12 months and there's a postponement, ah, she's like, he's taking care of her financially. She's like... I think about him when it comes to nadarim. I'm not thinking about my dad anymore. But when it comes to eating truma, perhaps you can't eat truma at all. Meaning perhaps the, the, the sheet of missionary Rishen, doesn't mean that they're actually married when there's a postponement regarding any halacha. It just means that when it comes to nadarim, which is that the wife thinks, who will this affect and who do I care about and who do I want to make sure you know, is into it and, and who if is Maskim has the rights to cancel, she thinks about her husband. But it doesn't mean they're actually married. So when she makes her 13 months after she got engaged, she's not thinking about her dad, and it's all correct. Correct, exactly. She's just thinking about whoever's taking care of her financially. They're married, officially. exactly. So they're not officially married, so she can't eat Truma. But, but regarding the darim, she thinks it's whoever she thinks will affect whoever she thinks that's the person who i have to sort of answer to so she thinks you have to answer to her husband but it doesn't mean they're actually married so perhaps we're going have and Schumann, it's, it's unrelated entirely I'm all right sorry, we'll stop here sorry <laughs> i know next time it was quick